Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Sunday afternoon to you. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, who's been in the Triangle for over 17 years as head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We're going to talk all about why healthy teeth are essential for great overall health. Dr. Mann, how are you doing today? Oh, it's good to be here. We got basketball in the air. We got thanksgiving coming up i love this time of year this you know? is uh you're exactly right great time for sports great time to uh be with family and friends uh, getting ready for thanksgiving um i'm, I'm with you uh, thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays Mine too. So I'm, I'm looking forward you know, to they, that they, they try to like just pass over and go right to christmas but how can you how can you ignore thanksgiving you know it's just you know you don't even see turkeys hardly anymore yeah. <laughs> like how it's straight from halloween in the into Christmas, but uh, I enjoy it myself. I think you're right. We need to start a campaign to you we know campaign. give Thanksgiving the the credit that it's due. Well, uh, we need to talk about a little bit more serious subject here, and we're going to be talking about dental implants today, Doctor Man. And we hear all about hip implants and knee replacements and other sorts of implants. Well, what is a dental implant? Well, you know, you said serious. You know, so I, you know, when I think of implants, a lot of people do think of it, you know, being serious. But um, again. Um, if you have a bad hip that you're limping around on and you're having pain or you have a bad knee that you're limping around on, you know, the doctor's going to tell you if he can't do surgery to fix it, hey, you need a replacement. Well, we have teeth like that. We use our teeth um, uh, throughout our life to do a lot of things. Uh, and we chew a lot of things. Uh, we do a lot of talking with them. We do a lot of smiling with them. We chew things we shouldn't chew with them, you know. <laughs> um, we grind our teeth at night. We chew on ice. So they take a big uh, pounding, like our knees and our hips. We do a lot of walking. So it, it's not unusual for people to lose a tooth, you know. And I always tell people, you know, there's some um, patients that come in when we have to give them the bad news that, hey, we can't save this tooth. They really get upset and they think, oh, what did I do wrong? You know, I'm a fair. I didn't take care, good care of my teeth. Well, the reality is that's not true. Pretty much a lot of people throughout their life, uh, are going to lose teeth. Um, the question is, how do we replace them? An implant, just like we do an implant for a hip or a knee, is the number one way to replace a missing tooth. Gotcha. So uh, you, you said a missing tooth, but what, what if you're missing many teeth? Are implants still an option for you? Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are missing many teeth. And, you know, I always tell people, once you start losing teeth, especially in the back, we call those your posterior teeth, but once you start losing those back teeth, those are your chewing teeth. And many people resort to start chewing in the front, and it becomes like a domino effect. You start losing tooth after tooth after tooth, and you get to a point where those front teeth will start wearing down, and uh, you lose vertical dimension in your face. You stop eating the things you want to eat. You start having to spend more time cutting up your food, things like that. So dental implants are a great way to restore your bite, um, your chew. Uh, it's a great way to restore that. And I always tell people um, – it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, dentures or partial dentures to do it. Um, the the implants do two things. One, they restore your bite, but they also preserve that bone. Um, so you're not going to lose that vertical dimension that we talked about, and it's going to change your facial appearance. Um, and the good thing about uh, implants is you can't get decay around them. You know, you can get decay around your your natural teeth. We we've all we just talked about caries with uh with children and, and, and candy from Halloween. Uh, we call it caries, but dental decay is a, is, a, is another word that we, that is common. But um, cavities in general um, only occur in natural teeth, but they can't occur in implants. 
The other good thing about an implant is it's very hard to break because they're made of titanium. Now, can you break them? Yes. Have I seen one uh, broken uh, since I was a dentist? No. I've seen a picture of one that a colleague have sent, sent me, but um, surely, you know, just like you could break your bones in a traumatic accident, you could break uh, the implant. But chewing, natural chewing forces will not break an implant. Um, so that those are two good um, aspects of an implant that you don't have with your natural teeth. So once you restore um, those implant, uh, 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 missing teeth with implants, you're going to have them for life if you take care of them. Yeah, and that's a uh, that's a great option for folks to have if the, if they need some help. And so, um, you know, w- when you're looking at these implants, um, you know, how do you know if you're a good candidate? I mean, I guess everyone could potentially benefit from this, right? Well, the best time to look at a dental implant is when you, you know you f- you find out from the dentist, hey, this tooth can't be saved. Mm-hmm. You know, the best time is then because there's certain things that you have to have when you place an implant. You have to have enough bone for the actual implant to go into. I know that sounds kind of creepy to some people. Oh, bone, you know, and the creaky. Um, but, you know, look at it this way. You have roots down in your bone, okay? What the dentist is doing is basically just replacing that root with a titanium root, okay? And once we put that titanium root down in your bone, okay, your bone will grow into it. But if you don't have enough bone, we, ha- we can't put the implant in air because then the bone won't grow around it. So you have to have enough bone, and that the implant has to be big enough so that we it can support your bite. And when I say big enough, it has to be anywhere from three to six millimeters in diameter, which is not big when you think about it in your mind, but in the mouth it is. So um, the number one thing that I recommend people is when they find out that they're going to lose a tooth um, is to go ahead and make that decision. Get the implant placed so that um, you don't have bone loss because one of the first things that happens when we remove our teeth um, is we start losing bone, okay? And so um, that is, is something that um, can be overcome. However, it's easier and, and more cost-effective to place that implant as soon as you, as you lose a tooth. Yeah, and as with so many things that we discuss on this program and that you alluded to earlier, earlier the, the domino effect from, uh, from losing a tooth and maybe overcompensating with, uh, with your front teeth and, as you said, the bone loss, uh, it's best to get ahead of this stuff as soon as you can. That that's, seems like it's essential. Right, and if, the other thing, if you start losing teeth and you don't replace them, the teeth on either side of the space actually move. They will try to move in and close that space up. So then we, you start seeing crooked teeth. We call it malocclusion. Your teeth don't come together right. You start chewing differently. Um, patients are like, oh, you know, my tooth started moving in. You know, it started slanting towards, you know, the back to the front. And so we see that quite a bit, too, with people missing teeth. And the good thing about it is the implant will keep that space and create contact between your teeth. Uh, most people who get implants, you know, they, they are like, wow. This, this feels like a natural teeth. It's kind of like hip and, um, and knee. I, I talked to many people like, I wish I'd have got this done a long time ago because of uh, the pain I went through. I was just worried that the rehab from getting it done was going to be worse than it really was. And so dental implants are much the same. You know, once patient gets them, they're like, wow, I can't believe it feels just like a natural tooth. Yeah, and that that's the key portion of that. Well, we've got more that we want to uh, talk about here in relation to dental implants. If you're interested in this, maybe you want to schedule a free consultation with Dr. Mann, you can call his office at 919-462-9338. You can also go online to smileman.com. That's smileman with two N's. 
smileman.com. And you can email Dr. Man as well, drman at smileman.com. A quick break and more on dental implants right after this. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We're talking all about uh, dental implants here on this Sunday afternoon. And Dr. Mann, we've gone over this uh, in, in some detail so far, but um, I wanted to ask you, you know, what are some other uh, medical implications of, of dental implants or, or things that may affect them, you know, like uh, such as smoking or, or things like that? Right. Does, does that impact? It sure does. Yeah. So so when we place uh, dental implants, um, your bone has to grow into that dental implant. And when we place one on the bottom uh, jaw, um, it takes about two to three months for your um uh, bone to grow into that so that we can restore and put a tooth in it so that you can use it. Usually it takes about four to six months on the top. Yeah, the bone on the top is a little bit softer than on the bottom. I always tell people your bone on the bottom is like oak. The bone on the top uh, jaw is, is kind of like pine. So it takes a little bit longer for um, it to be incorporated on the top. However, smoking um, does uh, 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 really basically interfere with that bone um, attaching to the implant. So bone formation basically is what we call it. And um, it, the other thing about smoking that that keeps it from um, or, or increases the failure rate, I should say, is our bodies when we smoke, um, our capillaries withdraw. Okay, so those ca- capillaries are what help healing and what help um, our bodies to recover. And when we smoke, you can imagine those capillaries aren't there, especially in our mouth where that first smoke is hitting. We all also see resins that that get that, that collect around the area where we place the implants that could play, that could cause a problem. So I always tell people that smoke um, that doesn't mean you can't um, get an get an implant, but you are at an increased risk that it could fail. Um, now, once a person has an implant for about a year, the chances of it failing go down significantly, significantly. So we work with um, smokers. Um, and try to help them keep the area really clean um, and try to help them get off of smoking. We actually have a a smoking program in our office to try to help people stop smoking. But um, that is one. The other thing is uncontrolled diabetes. Um, I don't recommend anybody who has uncontrolled diabetes to get an implant. I've placed many implants in in diabetics, type 1s and 2s, that were controlled. But um, I wouldn't get any implant while even a hip or or anything while you have uncontrolled diabetes because you won't heal and your body will reject it. Um, there's not too many other implications. The only other implications that we have to be careful of is is any cancer victims, uh, excuse me, patients um, that have taken any bone density drugs. Um, uh, so so uh, breast cancer patients that may have bone density drugs to keep them from, uh, from spreading to the bone and some other cancers, um, that can cause some complications that we have to like really uh, put someone on an antibiotic longer if they've been on it or something like that. But those three are probably the top ones. Um, but we, we, you know, I've done uh, implants in 90 year olds before. So that tells you how safe it is. Um, and um, there's not too many medical 
complications that would would be a contraindication to place them. Gotcha. So when I think of a, a missing tooth and having something done to replace that, I the first thing that comes to my mind is dentures. Oh, yeah. How do implants and dentures differ? Well, that's a good question. You know, dentures are, are really just sitting in your mouth. They're sitting over the ridges that are left after you get your teeth extracted. You know, you have that bone there that creates that ridge. And that's what holds your denture in. And as I stated earlier in the show, at, when you get those teeth pulled, you start losing bone. And eventually, your denture come, becomes loose. You're also losing vertical dimension as well. Um, what implants do for, for people who have dentures um, is it stabilizes those dentures. So a lot of people that have dentures have to either use a lot of adhesive, a fix-it-in, um, some of the other uh, ones that are common out there. But um, they have to use a lot of that to keep the dentures in, especially once they lose that bone, um, to eat and to keep them from coming out when they're uh, laughing. Uh, you don't think about that. You mostly think about eating. But believe it or not, when we laugh really loud, we put a, a really force from our lips around dentures that can pop them out. So you might be around someone who has dentures that may have a totally different personality, but they're worried that their denture is going to fall out. Mm. And, you know, you don't think about those things. And really, dentures are made so pretty now that you really can't even tell that someone has dentures if they're done properly. Um, but what implants does is when we place implants on um, people who have dentures, um, we stabilize those dentures. And we don't have to even remake new dentures if the patient doesn't want new dentures. We can sta stabilize existing dentures by coming in and putting two on the bottom or two with, uh, two to four on the top, depending on the patient's bone levels. Um, and what it does is it's kind of like a male-female thing. Um, we put a little ball that comes out of the implant um, you know, that sits on top of the gum, and then we have a little socket that's in the denture, and it just snaps right onto it. It's like a ball and socket, and it snaps right onto it. And you can get them so tight that the patient can't even take them out. You know, so wow. there's many times that we've had to loosen them up so the patient can get the denture out and clean them. But we have patients that eat corn on the cob, bite into apples firmly. Um, so, you know, it, it does a great service in two things. It makes the patient confident, lets, allows them to eat what they want, and preserves that bone so they don't lose bone anymore. And that's, that's really the main things that you have to uh, consider uh, if you're going to get dentures or if you already have dentures and you're not happy with them. Yeah, well, that's a great alternative that folks could pursue if they were interested in doing that. If you are interested, I encourage you to head on over to smileman.com. That's smileman.com, man with two N's. There you can find plenty of information about Dr. Man or schedule an appointment if you'd like to do that. You can also call his office at 919-462-9338. That's 919-462-9338. 9338. Dr. Man has two offices, one in Cary and the other in Garner. A quick break and back with more on our discussion of dental implants right after this. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. Jason Kong here with Dr. Mann. He's head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We're talking all about dental implants this afternoon, and we've gone over 
uh, boil a, pi- a, a pile of stuff here, Dr. Man, about why uh, dental implants are so important, how they can be used. And uh, this is a question that I always like to ask you because uh, I'm always thinking with my pocketbook a lot That's of the right. times. Yeah, it's important. Uh, it is very important. So how, how do dental implants work with dental insurance? Well, first of all, you know, the dental implants can be on the expensive side. and They can shock you when mm-hmm. you see it. Um, and uh, the dental insurance companies um, are starting to cover the placement of dental implants. There's really three parts uh, to a dental implant. There's the part that we put in the bone, and that's the actual implant. And then there's an abutment that screws into that um, implant, and then there's a crown that goes over that abutment. So there's really three parts to an implant. Um Notoriously now for a long time, you know, we've got some pushback from dental uh, insurance companies um, about the placement of the implant. They, they've been saying, hey, that's a medical condition, you know, that should be a medical uh, insurance. So in our office, we use both. Oh, we that's we good. attack it from both ends. You know, so we send it to people's medical insurance and dental insurance, and, and we, we try to investigate both to, to find out how to best help our patients. But um, it is a fairly expensive um, short-term uh, solution. However, long term, it's the the most inexpensive thing that we do because it's a ninety seven percent success rate. Once you get that implant in, you will never have to touch it again, um, more than likely. Um, whereas, if I put a crown on someone or do a filling, there's a great chance that that person's got to revisit that tooth again um, in their lifetime to have that that restoration replaced. So, um, it is it is a good thing. Um, the other altern- alternatives for missing. Probably the cheapest thing, um, you know, is probably doing nothing uh, short term. But, you know, your other option is, say, a bridge, which is cutting down the teeth on either side of the missing space and then putting something fixed permanently into place by fusing a crown in between two crowns. Um, that is a, an expensive solution, too, just like the implant. However, you're going to have to revisit it again. You still can get decay and you can still break it. You can't do that with an implant. You can't break it and you can't get decay. And you're not cutting down two good teeth on either side to place that implant. You're using the bone that God gave you um, uh, for us to place it. So um, I always tell people, look at the long term. But dental insurance companies do cover the crown and the abutment. And some of them are starting to to cover the actual placement. Um, but we actually start using medical um, a few years back to cover the placement of the implants. And um, remember, I always tell patients, um, you know, um, when you're when you're looking at your dental insurance or medical insurance, it's great for the patient to get involved. They they're selling um, the uh, policy to the patient, not to the dentist or or the doctor. When we call them up, you know, you're a number, but when they're talking to you, you're the one that bought the policy. So they're going to be more likely to um, cover things if if the patient gets involved, if if you get a denial. And so I always tell that when it comes down to anything. Um, dental related or medical related, get involved. You know, don't don't necessarily think that you're that you can't get further or that your doctor can get further. Many times a patient can get further than than the doctor when it comes to that. But um, we're get, we're having great success with with them um, getting covered. And um, again, um, I think it's the best treatment for a missing tooth out there. Yeah, and that's that's some great advice about the insurances getting involved. Uh, yeah, I've had to do that a few times myself, and you know, I was kind of surprised with how far I got because, uh, you know, you, you think once they say no, well, okay, well, shucks, you know, I guess, guess it's not going to work, but you're exactly right. If you get involved, uh, 
odds are that you know you if you know for some reason things don't work out at least you get a, a better explanation and maybe something that could point you in the right direction that's correct you know get involved not only with your insurance but get get involved with your health care you know you remember you have the final decision and you want what's best you know and that's what we try to do in my office is we we give all the options to the patient and tell the patient hey this is what I would do if I was in your situation. It doesn't really come down to money. Um, and in many instances, I say that, you know, not meaning, you know, hey, if you don't have the money, you shouldn't do a certain thing. But I try to present that everybody's the same. And then if someone can't afford a certain treatment, then the next treatment that's available um, that, that would suffice. So, um, But the patient ultimately has the final decision. And they need to ask a lot of questions, not only to their insurance, but to the dentist and to the doctor. I love questions because I want to make sure the patient is happy when they're done, that they got the right treatment that they wanted. Yeah, having the right information and getting involved, as you said, those are two very key things. Well, Dr. Mann, we're running out of time here, but I've got one more question that I want to ask you. And you kind of hinted at this earlier, but we hear so much about uh, the word implant we've been talking about dental implants and you know that sounds kind of scary and we've talked about uh hip implants and knee replacements and again those things sound scary you know should patients be afraid of getting an implant no it's a very simple process um and uh, again your bone doesn't really have any nerves um so you don't really feel when an implant's being placed other than a little pressure and of some vibration um the only the only thing that you really might have is a little soreness in the gum, like if you cut your gum on a piece of food or something, um, and it's usually only a day or two. Most people that I talk to um, after an implant, the the next night or the next day, they say, "Oh, I don't even feel it, doc." You know, um, and I'm you know I'm really surprised. I thought I'd be hurting bad. Um, occasionally, you you will have some people that that do have pain, but very very seldom. It's an easy procedure, um, and really people shouldn't shy away. But hey, if there's anybody out there that is scared. We have some good drugs in our office. We do IV sedation and, um, you know, especially the extraction side of it. If, if people are scared of having the tooth pulled, um, and an implant place, you know, it it is, you know, we offer uh, IV sedation and nitrous and all those fun things that can help people get over their anxiety. Yeah, that's a, a wonderful tool because, you know, e- even if you know that you need it, I'm sure there's some a little bit anxiety there, but to know that you have those options available right. to you, it, it makes it, um, a, a just a lot easier to sort of take in. Yeah, it does. And, and, and like you said, the words themselves can cause fear. Right. And, uh, oh, I didn't even feel that after it was over. But it's, it's, the, it's the process of getting to the point where you're getting it placed that, that stops a lot of people from doing it that have fear. And, you know, I always tell people, most of the time it's not money. It's usually the, the, the time or the fear factor that's involved in it. And we can, we can take both of those out of the way because it, it doesn't take a lot of time to get an implant. And we can, we, we can if you're really scared, we, we, um, we can obviously sedate you or give you some nitrous and make you feel good. <laughs> that's, that's some great news to hear because uh, I think you're exactly right. The fear factor and the fear of, you know, how am I going to feel after this? Um, you know, I think that, that lends people to want to put things off, uh, even from making a decision to, hey, just go get it checked out. So it's great to know that those options are available. Yeah, and that's with any dental you know, treatment. Um, I always tell people, don't avoid getting dental treatment because you're scared. Seek out myself or someone near you if you're listening, and you, you know that does IV sedation because your dental uh, health is very, very important to overall health. And if your dental health is deteriorating, your 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 natural 
your overall health is, is going to deteriorate as well. So seek out uh, someone that does IV sedation like myself and um, get that work done, you know, because fear um, is, is, is very common when it comes to dentistry because of past experiences, the noises and all that, all the other things that we've talked about in the past. Yeah. And again, if you maybe uh, you're, you were a patient in the past and you experienced something like that, uh, as we've discussed many times on this show, the technology that has progressed even in the last you know two or three years, it, it's incredible. So um, I'm sure it's a, a much easier process compared to what was happening in the past. Well, Dr. Mann, we're just about out of time here. I want to remind everyone that if they do want to schedule an appointment with you, they can call 919-462-9338, or you can go online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com got two wonderful offices for you to visit. There's one in Cary at 315 East Chatham Street, the other in Garner off of Highway 70. And Dr. Mann, what are we going to be talking about next week? We're going to revisit periodontal disease. We've talked about it in the past, but we're going to um, uh, have a guest uh, on a periodontist. He's going to be talking about um, periodontal disease, which is another silent epidemic. Yeah, I'm excited for that. We've learned about some fascinating things, and uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to that discussion. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley. Man, we hope you'll join us again next week for our discussion. Uh, it means a lot to us to have our, our listeners, and uh, for those who shoot emails to Dr. Mann, drman at smileman.com. We love answering those here on the program, and we know several of you have done that in the past. Out of time, thank you so much for listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680. WPTF. Have a great day.